0: everybody welcome to the Lakeshore driver podcast it's your world podcast hosted by yours truly jordan brown aka dane allen aka uptown jordan brown aka dane flair aka uh big buckets brown i feel like that last one's never gonna stick like big buckets brown just like fetch it's never nobody's ever gonna call me that but if you see me and you call me that i probably will respond i'm trying to make that a thing I'm definitely trying to make that a thing. It has been a crazy week. Um, We got playoff basketball going on. The Cavs are down. (sighs) 0-3. Man. I kind of feel bad for LeBron because it's like, bro, damn. Like, you laid the groundwork for this. There is nothing LeBron James can complain about because LeBron James is the reason why Kevin Durant is on. The Golden State Warriors. <laughs> it is sad because KD is actually catching up and it's really impressive. The shit that KD is doing is like, yeah, he, he, he might be on it. So he might got a whole bunch of Twitter accounts and be a little bit insecure. But the, the motherfucker can play some basketball. Now, I hope he doesn't hear that. But if he does, hey, dog, anybody with more than one uh Twitter account and you a kabillionaire, <laughs> I don't know, dog. It's a bad look. But, look, you got game, though, so all I can do is respect the game. Respect the game. But, yeah, I don't know what Cleveland going to do, man. I know we got this uh, Golden State-Cleveland rivalry slash uh, rerun going in the finals. But, hey, it is what it is, man. Um, good luck to the Cavs. I don't really know if LeBron is going to leave because I feel like any any move he makes would make, would be, like, a bad business decision. Now – Um, Hear me out He can go play anywhere he wants to play But what I'm saying is He ain't gonna win everywhere Now you go to LA Unless y'all getting PG I don't know you and Lonzo Gonna be uh, struggling over there buddy And if you go to Philadelphia I kinda wanna see Ben Simmons become the man And I want the East to be cool But at the same time I'm a Bulls fan So I kinda feel like I don't really know But um Yeah Anyway Back to podcasting So Thank you for checking out last week's episode. Really appreciated that. Samantha, thank you for being on the show. You are like, I don't, I don't, I like, I'm not a journalist, but I do write a little bit. At the same time, I was really impressed. I was impressed by the way she just first conducted the interview. And shit, I was impressed by the damn uh, voicemail. Thing, you know, because when you get different people calling you, I guess your shit has to be on point. And when I called, I was like, oh, um, I need to say something on mine. I don't need Mine is just a regular one. Your call has been forwarded to this cell phone number. But yeah, man, she is doing big things and really doing something that you never really hear from writers. Um, you never really get to sit down and talk to them and get a, a, a feel for exactly who they are and what they're doing. And I think she's doing big things. And it's, and it's a really hard time to be um, a minority African-American woman and being in a newsroom or even just submitting work that you're putting out there to the world for people to check out and just hear or, or just to ingest your opinion. Um, because so many people have them nowadays. And, and it's just like when you post an article online, that shit is up there. Like it is never, it's, it's ugly pictures for me playing football on the internet that um, will probably never be removed. And, and I feel like that's what like putting your articles out there is, you know, you have different people chiming in on what your thoughts are. And especially when you're writing from a certain point of view, like this is like they're analyzing and dissecting exactly how you feel. They're dissecting your experiences. They're dissecting um the knowledge that you've gained and and, and that can be hard, and I really appreciated her for taking the time out to just sit down, share some words of wisdom, and just sharing her story. You know, she was a, a Miami alum, and it's pretty cool to sit down with somebody who was in the same place with you at a certain time, who experienced a lot of the same things that you did, and just grew. And I really appreciated her for just taking the time out to, you know, chill. We was out on the porch, cooling, and just... Like, having a good time You know, I really enjoyed the conversation Hope you guys enjoyed it as well Hope you guys follow her work And you can see her do big things in the future But This week I have another Another Amazing African American woman Doing her thing out there Daphina Russell And if you don't know who she is You can find her on Instagram At Daphina.Russell at D-A-F-E-N-A dot Russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L. Doing big things with the Ratchet Radio. She even has a documentary out. I checked that out before we did the interview. It's called Jill, of A Few Trades, Master of Them All. Well, she's basically just sharing her story about where she came from on the west side of Chicago in the Austin neighborhood and just making it, you know going to college achieving some dreams and some goals and then she gets to corporate America and she just says you know what this ain't me she had a few different jobs she's got a masters she did uh, accounting she did corporate accounting you know tax shit and then she even did uh, real estate as well and she still wanted more and that that's a lot. Um, that was another reason why I wanted to sit down with her because so many people think you can have a plan for your life and you can be doing so many different things and want to go, want your life to go in a certain direction and then real life happens. So we kind of discussed that a lot too on this episode about how you can have certain success in different things. You can be um Gaining a following. You can have people who are looking up to you. You can become a role model. But guess what? You still have to deal with your regular everyday life. You have to deal with the same things that everyone else is dealing with at the same time. And I was really impressed with the way that she um, voiced her opinion on that situation and, and how she does that. Talking about how she has to maintain her image with what she's doing um, with her shows and with the documentary, with the outreach that she's doing, trying to give back and stuff like that. It was really just um, a good time. And and I'm not really talking a lot during this episode. I think those episodes that I don't talk the most or a lot during, I kind of enjoy those more because I'm actually learning from someone. I'm actually sitting back and taking in that individual's perspective on things and what they're doing. I uh, really found that um, when I met Dafina, it was probably, it was right after I had graduated from college. Um, I had been training to play in the NFL, and I tried out for some Canadian league teams and everything like that. And and, and at the same time, she was doing some big things. She's a few years older than me. And that timeline kind of matches up in this um, episode where she's talking about her going through her life and just figuring out what she wanted to do with work and you know uh, just wanting to do something new wanting to do something different Um, recognizing her greatness and things like that and it seems like she was making that transition from corporate america into entertainment and media and things like that at the same time where i was trying to figure out what i was doing and it's really cool to see people's progression you can sit back and say, "Hey, I met this person at this point in time in their life, and I was at this point in time in my life, and it seems like oh, everything was so cool. Were you chilling out, Are you partying, drinking, having a good time, and like a bar, cooling, and stuff like that? But everybody's dealing with something. Everybody's um, putting something together. They're trying to figure out what their next move is, and we talk a, about a lot about that. You know, we talk about balancing life. Um, I said that uh, owning your faults and being genuine." You know, you do have that image and everything like that, but what do you want your image to be? And that, too, was really something that I admire about her because she kind of keeps that, you know, that um, the whole agenda going with, you know, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be the same person I was coming from the West Side, the same person I was when I got to go to college and I got to grow as an individual. And if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. Um, And I really... that that's something that you know seeing that from an african-american woman a black woman and in a field where you know a lot of um women are doing their thing and and they're all trying to find their image they're all trying to find their voice and what they're doing for me it seems like she kind of has that figured out a little bit i hope you guys get that from this episode too but um, yeah, make sure you follow her on IG at D-F-E-N-A dot R-U-S-S-E-L-L, dot Russell, and subscribe and review. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Appreciate it. i was still a little shit. i was like 22 i think you was already working in school and everything like that and i'm like man you know what it's dope to see people that you come across really doing some pretty dope things i don't even know if this was even the plan you know
1: no my plan wasn't entertainment well mm. I've always wanted to be an attorney, and I've always wanted to be in an entertainment business, so I wanted to be an entertainment attorney, like right. an entertainment lawyer, and I was like, after my master's, after I got my master's degree, I was like, fuck this, I'm not going back to school, I'm tired of shit, but I do want to be in entertainment, but I started, like, I quit corporate America, cool. I was like, fuck them. I'm tired of working 9 to 5 I'm tired of working for motherfuckers who don't appreciate shit and you ain't paying me as much money as I'm worth um and I'm tired of being constrained like having being chained to a and not being able to do whatever I wanted to do so uh, I got into Primerica heavy started making a whole lot of money Mm-hmm. um and then some family stuff happened that kind of, like, put a dent in my business. So I kind of hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. went into a state of depression. But my social media never showed that. I mean, like, I you'll feel like you... will never see
0: you, it. It's not... I, I think the one thing that I didn't even know that any real life occurred. You know what I'm saying? Real life happens like, for me every day.
1: <laughs> oh like, gosh. this shit real as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> real life happens for Defina every, every day, single every day. day. Yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly... Social media portrays, like, DeFina's Fitzgerald's radio. It's a radio.
0: highlight reel. It's a highlight reel. Like, thing. It,
1: it shows, you know what I'm saying, my successes, but it doesn't show, like, I'm legit, like, a little, you know what I'm saying, black girl from the west side of Chicago with real live-ass problems.
0: And that's why I want to um, I'm not a celebrity.
1: Too. Even, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm hood celebrity now, but I am not a celebrity. I'm still a little hood ratchet. I'm drinking mm. rum, or this cognac. I, somebody cup. poured me a cup and a styrofoam, so I'm in here. Are we recording now? Yeah, we recording. Oh, shit. <laughs> See, I told you. See,
0: See I got you. So what you so, I'm in you? here
1: with, you know what I'm saying, a styrofoam cup full of liquor. It's a Thursday night, sophisticated Thursdays. I'm happy that my show concluded like an hour and a half ago. Right. I was meeting with my team, that's why our podcast started so yeah, late. Yeah, I
0: didn't want to say nothing about that, but uh, it got me in here sweating. I got a lather going when I was coming. I'm over sorry,
1: there. that's why I was like, you know, if you need it, some water or anything, I just <laughs> I don't get all of my team here at the really? same time, and I just, like the fact that I'm saying that I have a team, like I low key feel like Oprah, but
0: that's <laughs> really, I mean, like, you got to start some Oprah like, I got a somewhere. whole
1: last team out there, like
0: Oprah started somewhere. All
1: of those people out there you know I have three individuals that alternate between like photography and videography I got a graphic mm-hmm. designer I interviewed someone on my show today who's now going to create a caricature if that's the correct pronunciation yep yeah. um, for my youtube channel okay. uh so I'm just out here networking and, and, and doing my thing but um yeah essentially I kind of hit rock bottom and I really did love Working in financial services and educating mm-hmm. individuals on, you know, building a financial house and their financial, uh, getting their financial foundation together. And so, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, how can I promote my business? What am I good at? I'm good at running my mouth. <laughs> That's
0: I true. can
1: sell you the shirt that you're wearing off of your back. All right. So you put together running my mouth and selling, you think about entertainment. hmm What better platform than radio and TV? So um, I decided I was outside one day, and I was driving, and I heard this uh, commercial for the Illinois Media School, and I was like, you know what? Let me look them up on the internet. I looked them up on the internet. I requested that they send me some information on salaries for positions in entertainment. They ended up calling me. I wanted to go on a tour that same day, but they were all booked. So I ended up going on a school tour the next day. Signed up for the program that day. filled out all my financial aid information. I'm now done with the program. So I started the program in September, finished it up in April. Since then, um, I've gotten hired with iHeartMedia. I have um, started hosting events that are paid for. Like, I just had an event this past weekend. shout out to Charlotte Hanks. Um, If she gets to listen to this podcast, but she is the CEO and patent owner of Coffee Pops, um, which is a cool brand. It's essentially coffee and a lollipop, and you drop it in hot water, and and it's like instant coffee coffee. It's dope as hell. Um, But I, the launch party for her business was this weekend, so I was the individual who hosted it. And so before that, I was hosting another event for like you know book launching. So right now, I have a rate that I charge. But at this point, like after my I mean, I've interviewed a few celebrities, but I haven't interviewed anyone as large as Ice Cube, and I'm interviewing him um, on summer. June June 19th, which okay. is in like two weeks. Uh, but after interviewing him, and then I got contracted with a celebrity. Uh, she's a celebrity chef and she works with VH1. She's contacted uh, contracted through VH1. So she hired me as her official green carpet host. So my first event with her is next weekend. So I start traveling with her between like New York and Phoenix and LA and I start interviewing like A and B list celebrities. So once I really start interviewing them I'll be considered an A or B list celebrity. Okay. Um, So then I'll be able to start charging more for events. And that's are you what not, I'm are you about. You're
0: not charging me for this, are you? No, 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 no,
1: no, no. This is complimentary yeah, for I right now. I friend, appreciate that. Oh, friend. I appreciate that. Oh, friend, I'm honored to, when someone asks me to do something, that the fact that they think of me, because I don't think of myself as like, I don't know, I'm just out here living. So. And that's
0: the point of making this show is to let like, motherfuckers realize, like, you are really doing some big things. And I, I want to show appreciation to people that's really, like, just starting out with shit or, you know, just um, going, following their dreams, man. And then, like, getting paid about for doing it and shit like that. Like, for me, I felt like I started doing stand-up, like, a year ago. I've been doing it for two years. The first time I got paid, I was like, oh, shit, like, nigga, are you even that funny? But you got paid, though. You, you got, got paid, though? So <laughs> where's the check? <laughs> Cha-ching. And, and that's the, and that's the thing about it. And I did do some research a little bit, so you got a documentary and everything like that talking about home. So I do. I have a
1: documentary. Um and so the name of my documentary is The Jail of a Few Trades, Master of Them All. And that name came from I have a background in quite a few things. So
0: you do a lot of different things. And I saw that I'm like, is no way this is this is just it. Like, there's no way Sophisticated is just it. There's no way, like, and the idea of, like, having different people on the show that you're talking to and everything like that, I, I think that's dope as fuck to combine all these different things that you're good at and say, I want you to come on my show and talk about this. I want you to come on my show and talk about this. And yeah. then you know what the fuck you're talking about. So it's like, oh, that is yeah.
1: cool. <laughs> so, um, definitely... The way that my life has been set up, people would think that I'm confused, but that's why I addressed it in my documentary. Mm-hmm. So, my undergraduate degree, I graduated from DePaul University in um, '09, and I was a double major, accounting in real estate. So, accounting is what I thought I wanted to do because I was Sorry. really good in those classes, I was excelling, and it pays well. So, you know, I come out of, um, I come out of college <laughs> and undergrad making a very large, a large amount of money for me to be in my early 20s with no children. And to be making, you know, $60,000, accounting treated me well as far as salary-wise, but as far as work-life balance or just having a life or just just
0: took over everything or
1: having working in something that you're really passionate about, I'm good at accounting. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do it. Um, But I didn't enjoy it. I I felt like I was slaving. I was working 70 hours a week. I cried every day when I got home.
0: Um, That was going to be my next question. When did you realize, I don't want to do this? Well, every day when (laughs) I got...
1: So I would wake up in the morning and catch the first train leaving. I lived in Oak Park at the time. Mm -hmm. So I would catch the first train leaving the uh, Green Line station that's off of Staten Lake. So the first train leaving, I think it left around like maybe 6-something, 7-something. Uh, so I would catch that first train, get downtown, be at my desk, and I would catch the last train coming back home, wow. which left Ogilvy uh, Station around maybe like 11.30. Damn. So I would get home around like 12-ish, and then I would pour myself a glass of wine and um, roll a blunt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's real. Sometimes you need Pour to. myself
1: a glass and face a face of blunt, so I would smoke. And I uh, drink, and then I would go to sleep, and set my alarm for about three, three thirty. Wake up around three or three thirty. Do some work from home. Wow. And then shower, and leave, and go, and do the same routine over and over and over again, day by day. And I was in this little cubicle of an office that had little to no sunlight. And um, the thing was, is that I was making so much money. It's my—I don't know what I want to do yet. Like it's my first year out You're of college. My first job. Uh, it's my—I'm a first-generation college student. My parents didn't go to college. Like. I didn't have what contrary to what people might think neither one of my parents went to college my mom has high school education she grew up in elgin i was born in elgin but moved my parents moved well my mom moved to chicago when i was a month old okay. my dad has like eighth grade education but he was a street nigga you know what i'm saying like he was in the streets like he was a leader of the gds like back in That's his right. day like my father was a gangster my mama was a country girl from Elgin, and then, um, you know, they had me, and then they got into, you know, church-heavy, so they became pastors. So I'm a PK, for people uh, who I don't know. Uh, I'm a PK <laughs> with a I mean, potty mouth really that wild, smokes weed and drinks drink after really right?
0: That's
1: real. I'm the typical PK, right? Um, but I digress. In any case... I was working this job and they were paying me very well, but I was miserable, but I wasn't going to quit because I didn't really know what else to do. Like I thought I was supposed to be in accounting because this is what I went to school for, for. but I did have a second major. So I uh, got called into the office one day and they laid me off praise jesus she
0: was just happy about it happy
1: it was bittersweet <laughs> they laid me off and gave me a really nice severance package okay so i was able to sit at home and like watch csi every day and kick my feet up just and relax. then I, I got to realizing like i don't know how to help people without jobs do this shit every day because like how the <laughs> fuck do you sit at home that's it every day and do absolutely Be nothing, nothing. No. like no it's not for me so i was like well you know let me get into real estate mm. since I have this other major. So I looked into getting licensed in real estate. So I got licensed in real estate and um, I got my license in 2011. So the market essentially crashed in 08. Okay. It went to shit and I go from making such a large amount of money and being able to you know Sustain living the lifestyle that I was living to essentially being an entrepreneur. I'm a whole rookie I don't know anything, right? right? I'm trying to close deals Selling houses, I learned early on that real estate was for me, but selling houses was not for me. People don't, they're too emotional. They don't know what they want. It's too many disclosures. It's too much paperwork. I mean, you t- you're you supposed to be, like, I'm the expert because I'm licensed, right. but you still don't think that I'm the expert. What did you hire me for?
0: Right.
1: So, um, essentially, I wasn't making enough money to sustain, like, paying rent and things of that sort, so I had to go back to accounting. Mm. Um, But I wasn't going back to public accounting because my first job out, I was in tax. So um, I worked in tax. I come back to accounting, but I was in payroll tax this time. So it was a smaller private company out in Glenview. And, I mean, it was paying the bills, but I was still miserable. So I'm like, Fina... (laughs) what are you going to do? What do you really love? And I was like, I really love interacting with people. I really loved real estate. I just didn't like the residential side of it. So I'm thinking like, man, maybe I should go back to school for real estate or, you know, maybe get onto the commercial side, like see what other aspects and you know, real estate I can get into. A girl calls me and she's like, we graduated from DePaul together and we both were accounting and real estate majors. And she's like, Fina, I'm at Roosevelt right now. They got this scholarship, um, this Goldie B. Wolf Miller, you know, leaders, like women leaders in commercial real estate. They got mm-hmm. this, um, this program you should apply for the scholarship you should apply for the graduate program and like join I was like cool I applied for Roosevelt I applied for the scholarship I got the scholarship I got accepted so I started my master's program um and
0: still working full-time right
1: so yeah I was in my master's program and I was working full-time Uh, Yes, I was working as a commercial broker. So, this is when I first got my feet wet. So, like, this is, like, when I'm finding my bearings.
0: And you was in school doing this shit?
1: I was in school. And it's working full-time, like, working a regular 9 to 5 and working as a broker in real estate. Oh, that stress level, it's a whole different type of stress level. Like, you have to build your own pipeline. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're constantly going on showings. I mean, it's good money, but it's, like, Commercial real estate is a male-dominated industry. And it not only is it a male-dominated industry, it's a white male-dominated industry. So I'm a black female. I'm a double standard in an industry that doesn't care about me and probably doesn't respect me, but I made them respect me because my personality is, listen, I know XYZ. I have, these are my credentials. Right, right. I know this about the market. I'm confident. You either going to rock with me or you not. And let me tell you why I'm better than Jane Doe or, you know, John Doe over here. In case you were
0: wondering. So the attitude and the work, I think, is there. The That's attitude and the work, I so I'm, I'm, I'm fearless. Right now, I it. am fearless. Where I will does walk that into come from, though? Where does Let's being fearless deep. come from? Let's get deep.
1: Me being fearless <laughs> comes from the fact that I didn't grow up with a lot. I grew up mm-hmm. on the west side of Chicago, in the hood, in the Austin area. Thank God I had a two-parent household. My parents provided for me to the best of their abilities. Um, I mean, we weren't, like, Piss poor, but we didn't have a lot. You know what I'm saying? My my mom worked a traditional job. My entrepreneurship, like this spirit, came from my it, this hustle. It comes from my father. I mm. am my father's daughter. Like, I cannot work for someone. I'm just not meant to work anyone's job. I'm just not
0: at all. So that's what you're doing right now. You just is like well, I'm done with this. I'm done with I mean, that. I
1: have a part time job right now with okay. iHeart, but it's okay. part time. Right. It's like. 20 hours a week, if that, mm-hmm. and I mean, the way that the, my schedule is divvied up, I still get to do what I want 22. to do, however I need to do so
0: it. So you got your time back. Yeah, nice but you. like,
1: my passion comes from the fact that, like, I don't want to be comfortable. I don't want to just get by. I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy.
0: Really?
1: You know what I'm saying? I want to make a name for myself. Like, I want to leave a legit legacy. This is what I preach when I'm talking about you know, financial wellness and financial literacy and all this other stuff, and like, by no means I ain't finna front on this podcast like I got all my shit together. That's right. Like you know what I'm I saying? That's like,
0: the thing too is like for me being a comic and just being in front of people like you, you, you are even with your show, you are letting people into your life a little bit. Yeah. And there's some people that's gonna be like, I'll call it out on this, but like I respect that. Y'all aspect. wanna call me out, y'all
1: call me out on the fact that I'm on a budget. <laughs> my life ain't together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't
0: think I'm, anybody knows. I'm what always the fuck tired. Like
1: um you know, I mean, I have sometimes, you know, I'll get those text messages when the bank be like, yo, balance low as shit. <laughs> yep. Because I'm an entrepreneur That's and I'm real. grinding That's right real. now. But understand, grind mode and grind season, like, it's paying off for me. Oh, yeah. Being able to get, like, the fact, I, I would have never have guessed that my show would get nationally syndicated. I would never guess that I would have an interview with Ice Cube. And the way that the interview came about was, somebody saw my work ethic and they got the interview. They worked at a local radio station. They forwarded me the email from his PR team mm-hmm. and was like, "Defina, respond to this email. Don't mention me and see if you can Just get the
0: interview. What happens.
1: I sent the interview on a Friday night at, like, 945. Last Friday. Last Friday night at 945, I sent this email. His PR person responded within minutes. It was
0: cool. Com- Just it was down. Co- <laughs> cool
1: as hell Confirmed the interview. <laughs>
0: what? What was that like?
1: Almost shit a brick. (laughs) Like, this is cube we talking about. This ain't like what? This is NWA. This is you know what I'm saying? (sighs) Fuck the police. This is Cube we talking about. This Friday. It's crack.
0: Yeah, you're learning. This this is 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 (laughs)
1: like I mean but I obviously the email was essentially about the big three, which is a dope, you know, initiative. that, That he is, you know, spearheading at the moment. Um but yeah, going back to my passion, you know, I really, I want to be great. You know, people wake up every day and be like, I want to be, I want, I want to be successful as badly as I want to breathe. I saw That's this, real. this, uh, Eric Thomas is, is, you know, a great motivational speaker. Preacher. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched a video one day when he was explaining about this guy who, you know, people could be smart. Like I'm a smart individual, but I don't know everything. And he was talking... He told this story of this young man who said he wanted to be successful. So he ran into this guru. And this guy told him to meet him on the beach before the sun came up or whatever. And the guy comes to the beach dressed as though he's going to an interview. So he comes Mm -hmm. to the beach in a suit. And that's the first thing that threw the the guru (laughs) off or whatever. And then he tells him to get into the water with the suit on. And the guy is in this water... And it's like, you know, he gets, he's coming, he's getting, the water is getting higher and higher and higher, and then the guru, like, puts his head down into the water, and he essentially, you know, asks him, how successful do you want to be? And he's like, he's like, what did you want to do while you were under that water? Breathe. And he's like, I wanted to breathe. And it's like, you want to be as successful as you want to breathe. And it's like, as long as I have breath in my body, because I don't know, any given day, anything can happen. You know, you just really never know. You can go outside and think you're cool with people, and then, boom. Some like, matters a couple of days ago Zach TV you know well known yeah,
0: that in Chicago was crazy I just follow, started following him on social media well known and in saw Chicago what he was doing with his show yeah and everything. he's like, doing
1: something out of the norm he's doing something like kind of to the extent of what I'm doing but I wasn't interviewing gang leaders right. you know um, so I can see where someone would be upset, and I just feel like niggas in Chicago are so petty, like, I just they're a whole different breed now what
0: we have to realize, too, is that people are living their lives, so like, this is how people we, we, we would go to work every day, earn a living, people doing that, it's people, it's hustling, that's their survival that's how they live, that's how they eat, so granted, those are totally different rules than they, than it's they different are rules and you,
1: and you fronting, you exposing people so right. I get so it, so
0: it's like you exposing the-
1: people, but, you
0: know, that's a that's a sad thing, but it's, it's the sad, world. It's sad, and living. the way that
1: it was set up was so bad. Like it, they had a whole getaway car. Like it was planned. They knew he was going to be at this event, and someone recorded it from their balcony. But you could see the two cars, and you could see one gets out of that one car, shoots him in the head, and gets in another car and rides off. It's so sad. And condolences to his family. Um, but back to,
0: but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just it's the world that we live in, and in a way, it kind of oh, or that opens. The I don't door know if for, it's the world
1: we live in or if it's just Chicago. Like I, I just feel like. Chicago, is so street, is so hood, and I swear to God, if you could survive here, you could survive anywhere because it's like you can't, you cannot be afraid living in this city. It's
0: not even that though. It's really, in a way, to me, it's like that's why I love the city because we so rugged much.
1: as hell. <laughs> like don't be like, wrong, like we thoroughbred as even,
0: hell. Even when like to go to college to get an education, like for me, it was you had to put. I'm going to say Purdue and DePaul together. You were at DePaul. Right. I was at Miami and Ohio, and that was just like a totally different fucking culture for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And you really sit in this situation where you're going from, like you said, the hood, street, seeing all kind of shit as a kid, and then growing up and making it here. And then you go into school, you get the degree, and you come back, and it's like, oh shit, this is this is home. This is how I was. Yeah. Did you not pay attention to it, or were you just used to it at that time? And that's how I felt when I got back home. It's just like, man. I like, home is home. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Like, Chicago is Chicago.
1: My grind, um, it really just comes from the fact that I really want to be as, as successful as I want to breathe. I want to retire my mom and my dad early. Mm. I want to be able to give them all of their heart's desires. Like, I want to have that that ditty money. You know what I'm saying? I want to throw those ditty parties. Like, you come to... No, I throw crazy parties. And those who know me, they know. You don't leave a party thrown by me or, like, me and one of my sorority sisters if we're hosting this together and you not, like, having, like, the most amazing time. time of your life. So, I want to be able to have those parties where you come in, you eat for free, you drink for free, and you leave with a gift. Mm. Um, but I also, you know, want to make sure that my mom can retire somewhere where it's hot. So can my dad, you know what I'm saying? They ain't never got a one for nothing. And I want to be able to get it early enough where they're still alive. God forbid Real. something happens, but, you know... I want that early on, so I'm grinding. I mean, what else can I do? I don't have, I am single with no children right now. So, you and got
0: that And For me to be an entrepreneur,
1: this is the best time for me to be to an start. entrepreneur. I'm in my early 30s. I'm, well, yeah, low key almost a vet. I'd be 32 this year. You're a vet, bro. I'm dentist, I'm, I'm antique. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm in my 30s, I'm single. If I fuck up, this is the time for me to fuck up. Then, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Really and cool. then I can still gather myself together. But honestly, the way that I'm feeling, I'm feeling that 30 is going to be that super grind mode. Um, My goal is to reach, you know, millionaire status by 35. Mm. Um, But if it happens by age 40, it's happening. Like, it's not like one of those things where I hope it happens. It's just the I goal. think it might happen. No, I'm going to be a millionaire. When did you know that? When did I know it? Yeah. You know how people will say like the most cliche statement like as soon as I came out of my mother but you know <laughs> like as soon as she dropped me about this piece but no <laughs> I mean I knew I knew my greatness early on like I knew my greatness in high school I knew my greatness in elementary school I grad- elementary school eighth grade salutatorian oh no valedictorian I graduated as valedictorian eighth grade um, high school. I, my graduating class in high school, Lane Tech, was a thousand, and I was ranked two sixteen out of a thousand with a four point one GPA. Wow! Um, I'm first generation college student. Graduated, double major, accounting and real estate, with a fairly high GPA. Started working for a public accounting company. Uh, you know. Most African Americans don't get that opportunity unless it's like affirmative action to work for very large companies and really Mm -hmm. to retain the information and understand it and be able to articulate it and utilize it for business purposes. Uh, Got my master's degree in real estate. So I'm licensed in real estate, have a master's in real estate. I'm licensed in financial services. I got that I got that taste of what it was like to be, to be an entrepreneur. Successful. And as I pursued becoming an entrepreneur, I saw how much money I was making as an entrepreneur. And that's when I was like, you'll never become rich and wealthy working for someone else. And I saw how much I got a taste of real money being an entrepreneur. So I know I'm destined for greatness. Like, mm. I knew I was destined for greatness when I joined America, And, like, I got recognition at um, a convention a few years ago. So you get
0: get all this success, you get all this experience You're doing all these different things and shit like that How do you balance life? How do you balance the shit that you have to go through As an everyday regular person Outside of your job Outside of that identity of this is what I do for my living This is what I do for my hobbies This is what I do for entertainment, you know what is, um, what is
1: that like? So, a lot of people be on social media for validation or whatever. Like, I don't need to be validated with anything, but I do have an image. Mm-hmm. So, like, my social media, I'm not going to show any of the negative stuff that happens, but negative shit does happen. Like, be a lot that goes on. I mean, I am from the West Side. Like, I have family members who, you know, face drug problems yeah. or who have been shot, and I have to go to the hospital and visit them. I mean, I myself have, like, struggled with, you know, being in a depressed state at some point.
0: I think we all Um, have. We just don't know how to really identify it. The
1: thing is, though, is that because of the person I... Because so many people be like, Man, Defina got it going on. Man, Defina do this. Man, Defina do that. It's like, I feel obligated to make sure that these motherfuckers know that I'm still doing that. But, you know, it's like I got to hold it together some kind of way. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there have been spurts where it's like i live off like noodles and water <laughs> and there's nothing like, wrong with that i don't have any money in my checking account thing. i ain't got no fucking gas and i'm scraping everybody together fucking pennies it. and nickels <laughs> change to be like, yo, put, whispering to the fucking, the, the dude at the pump, like, yo, put this, I don't even tell him the number, just put all this shit on pump five. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Everybody
0: real. does that, and that's the thing, that we live in this world where we can see everybody's life so instantaneous. Like, everybody can see everything, and they don't really think about, it, like, man, a motherfucker could be struggling just like me. Oh
1: my god, the struggle has been real. And I mean, that's the thing, like, my social media highlights my success, but there have been it's, it's been ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's an ebb and flow. Um, but right now what I can say is that the most money that I've probably ever had was when I was working in corporate America and doing my side hustle. I saw, I saw a lot of cash flow. I was, I was living a decent lifestyle. I mean, I drove a luxury truck. I had a three level
0: townhome and one of the so richest. That was what I mentioned. I was like, oh shit, I need to grow up because <laughs> it's about out here really doing shit. if <laughs> you want to compete, my <laughs> head.
1: It, But it's not <laughs> even about competing, it's just what I wanted. I've always wanted a Lexus truck. Really? I've always wanted it. And it's
0: like, so I got it. So you got goals. Too.
1: I got it. But the way that I achieved it, it was so crazy because I had been arrested for a DUI. But I didn't get
0: charged for it. Bro, you want to put that on there? I mean, who cares? That's what i don't really like, Mark. Manning right now, like, who, I'm not Manning running
1: Manning? for you know office. any political office. But even yeah, I mean, if
0: I, I do, that. I saw. I think I saw like a post on uh, Instagram where you said that. Like, I think being a politician would be so cool. But it's just like, God damn, it's so fucked up now. Like it's so yeah.
1: <laughs> like I'm not running for a political office now. I mean, honestly, in my 40s, I would probably potentially run for mayor of whatever mm-hmm. city I'm living in. But Real. I never got charged with DUI. But I mean, I'm I own my faults. And I lady. think that people will respect me being genuine and About authentic, it. and and letting as them know follow, what I'm. Yeah, shit. that's the thing though. I didn't get charged with it. It was never on my record, but I did get arrested for it. But I was in like the holding cell, so I didn't get put in like lockup. I'm um, saying the they might have took some fingerprints and shit. Yeah. But nah, my shout out <laughs> to my lawyer, because <laughs> my lawyer, my my lawyer dope as hell. She got me out of that piece. She got me out of that gym real easy, but it cost me a lot of money. Um, but no, so I I just. You know what I'm saying? Ran into some issues with that, and um, I wasn't in my car. I was in my my mom's car. Damn. And uh, come on. Like dude. right right before that DUI, well the, I guess I don't know what you call it because I never got charged, but right before that like situation. Just say that. I mean, yeah, right man. before that situation because uh, that happened in 2013, 2012. Well, people don't know. So, in 2012,
0: I filed a bankruptcy. I filed a Chapter 7. Sometimes that's the only thing to do financially.
1: Well, yeah. And, I mean, there were a lot of factors that played into that Chapter 7, like being in a long-term relationship and having joint items together (sighs) um, and just not being able to kind of reconcile certain things. So, I filed a... Fought a bankruptcy in 12, got the DUI in 13. So, you know, paying for the DUI or the fees that come with it, even though you didn't get charged with it, it is, is really expensive. Um, but God had blessed me in 2013 where I went to the dealership and was able to drive off with a dope-ass Lexus truck. I didn't even have a license. Like, I just told him, like, oh, I'm on a ticket, and they gave me this damn truck. After a bankruptcy... All these blessings keep falling blessings.
0: in, my lap. Yeah, 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 all the <laughs> blessings, because,
1: I mean, I got... Fa- when you got favor, when you stay faithful to, to six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus, <laughs> he take care of you. <laughs> but I got this Lexus truck, and then I got an apartment in Merrill's Park. And my apartment was cozy, but it wasn't what I was used to, because I was used to, like, living luxurious. And mm-hmm. then I ended up, you know, going... I think I went back home with my parents for a little minute... Got into grad school, and then um, after grad school, I moved into, I've always wanted a town home, and I've always wanted to, I've always told myself I want to purchase my first home in River Forest. Um, I didn't purchase my home, but I was able to get a town home in River Forest. So now I'm living in a three-level, two-bed, two-bath town home in one of the richest suburbs in Illinois. And I mean, I'm not
0: kissing your ass. That's, that's, that's dope as fuck. Like, I was just like,
1: <laughs> that, I was living my life. Like, question, that's dope as fuck. I was living my life, you know what I'm saying? And I'm working, at the time, I was working for CBRE, largest commercial real estate firm in the world. So I'm, like, living life, but I wasn't. Still
0: hungry, though. Like that's I'm what hungry as
1: hell because I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Who am I impacting every day when I'm going to CBRE besides the individuals who, if I do some work, in a spreadsheet, or if I do some background work, they take what I do and they go present it to clients, and I'm not you know, the one that's the at the forefront forward, yeah. of presenting this project. So I'm essentially working behind the scenes right. when I know how great I am, right. and then I get introduced to Primarica, and Primerica really brought out my greatness because I get to run my own team, I get to make my own money, I get to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, who I want to do it with. I don't answer to nobody, mm-hmm. and this was like, all right, I'm quit. <laughs> like true. so I quit my job and I mean there were a lot of factors that played into me quitting but one of the main reasons was freedom like having now, that peace important. of mind being an entrepreneur is not easy by any means um a lot of days where I was like oh my god when am I gonna get paid when am I gonna get a paycheck <laughs> like what's going on like you know, it gets
0: scary. I think it's more so just being uh, realistic about shit sometimes. Sometimes it was like, I feel like when I was a kid, maybe my mom would they tell me everything that was going on. But when you become a dog, you be like, oh, so it can be bad, but it ain't going to get that bad that quick. Like it but gets then real bad.
1: <laughs> Things get real bad sometimes. Before you do it. <laughs> then life kind of happens. Uh, After I quit and a lot of family stuff was going on and I just mentally couldn't take it. And so things just started crumbling down. So, you know, I'm living a very humble lifestyle right now. I don't drive my Lexus truck right now. I don't drive any car right now. I'm not in my town home. I actually moved back home with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Because right now I've experienced so much. And I'm at this point where it's like, I am in straight grind mode. I'm building the Sophista Ratchet brand, but it's actually, I guess this will be the first time that I'll speak about it, but my brand is going to be kind of broken down into different branches. So, essentially, I'm starting an entertainment company. So, it'll be Black Widow Entertainment, Mm -hmm. um, and i will have three branches. You'll have the radio branch, which is the Sophista Ratchet radio or podcast um, and then you'll have indulge TV. So my TV show That's is that too. yeah, my TV show is uh, debuting next week. Um, it's internet based. It'll be on the LRP network, so LRP Live.tv. And to watch it, you will have to purchase a subscription. It's four ninety nine a month. Oh,
0: well, she's trying to get paid.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> trying to get paid. No more freebies. Okay. <laughs> um, so, it's Indulge TV. It's four ninety nine a month, or it's $49 a year. And if you want to see what's going on, I got two amazing co-hosts. One of them is a comedian in Chicago, Smacks, the comedian. Um, the other one is, she has a podcast as well, uh, Broco. Her name is B. Richie. Mm. Dope as hell. The three of us have very... Dynamic relationships. Oh, y'all are Uh, different. Uh, We're very different. (laughs) We're we're very (laughs) different. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Three very different personalities. So um, it will be a very engaging show, but it's called Endoge TV. Uh, because we are in we're indulging you're indulging in your senses with us for your lunch hour mm. um, so we're bringing you everything like you think of the seven daily sins you think of you know what I'm saying what you want to eat during lunch hour you thinking of all the hot entertainment tea you're thinking of all the, the black excellence and and promoting black business. You're thinking about, like, B. Richie. She's a mom, but she's fine as hell. So she's a MILF. We got a MILF section. <laughs> Max is a comedian, but he's also a jackass. In so no we got worries. a jackass in the day funny. section. Like, we're going to have a, a pretty dope show. Um, but the third branch of Black Widow Entertainment is Let Feet Entertain You, which is the portion where I'm hosting events. So um, I'm planning. I'm in the process of planning my first day party Okay. Um, under the Black Widow Entertainment branch. And I'm just dropping bombshells on this podcast. Right. But just,
0: hey, look, I am going to be uh, asking you to send me that information. Absolutely. Oh, it's going to so be you everywhere. You idea. know
1: I'm going to plug the <laughs> hell out of it. Um, I'm not going to tell you who I have... Designated as the female guest but just understand that she is fine as all get out Okay. and she's into fitness and both men and women love her hmm. um, so yeah
0: y'all can figure that out if you guys know
1: there's a lot of women that are into fitness and men and women love her but uh, no
0: this one she's, uh, she's
1: a special guest so I
0: don't know guess I mean worried. you can say a name I was thinking Rosa Acosta. nope uh, I, Rose is
1: cool, but I ain't really, I ain't, I ain't really you know, that attracted like to her. Like I don't know. Like she's she's pretty, but she's funny looking. If that makes sense. <laughs> Wait. No, I mean no shade. Everybody can be weird. Kid. No shade because I'm cute and I might be funny looking as hell to somebody. Daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, her eyes are big. Her teeth are big as hell. I look. I own my big teeth. And my big lips, and my huge eyes, and my wide nose. I own that shit, but I'm still fine.
0: So that leads me into my next segment. Uh, How do you feel about being an African-American woman and doing all this great shit? How does that feel for you? How is it different from corporate America, being in entertainment and media? How does it feel to be successful in doing this shit?
1: Um, It's exciting, and it's scary. Mm. So the exciting piece is like, oh, my God, I didn't think that. I was going to explode so soon and not explode where I'm like, again, I'm not a millionaire or anything, but I've gotten, I've built a lot of traction. I've built a lot of relationships, um, and connections being in the entertainment industry. And I knew it got real to the point where it's like, you came here and you see me out in the hall with a team,
0: let you do what you got to do. And that's, that's a lot. It's seven
1: people out there. It's team Fina. Like. Fina Winfrey.
0: Everybody get the right amount of attention. Everybody getting the most ideas that they thought, you know. I have a
1: whole team. The fact that I had to come up with a team to manage everything that's going on, like, to manage all my social media, to manage my email, to manage the executive producing for my show, to make sure that my content, well, I do all my content. Mm -hmm. I'm the content creator. But to make sure that I'm not losing my mind, because I am showzilla the day of my show. Oh, my God.
0: When I'm in work mode. Because everything has to be, look, we went through this I'm a this perfectionist. 18 even times. though nothing
1: is perfect, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> but the fact that, like, my inbox, is to the point now where people hit me up and they want to book me opposed to me being the one that's, Reach like, saying, out. hey, can you be a guest on my show? It's to the point where it's, like, my email is so flooded right now. There's so many emails that I haven't checked for people who actually want to be on the show. And what... I think the defining moment for me that made me, like, cry was, like, when people were reaching out. I had people commenting on a few shows, like, y'all, I'm in Serbia listening to your radio Bashed
0: show. I had an
1: artist from Australia inbox me, like, man, can you play my music on your
0: show? I just saw a post from, like, I think it's a friend zone pod, and they had somebody listening to it in Berlin. I yeah. was at Twitter, like, man, those are my goals right like, there. Motherfuckers, listen to your shit in other countries. You know
1: you're in a whole other country, on a whole other side of the world, and you're listening to sophisticated radio.
0: Yeah, I got Sweden right now. I think we got some people in Mexico that listen, like, people in Canada. Like, I It's, it's impressive. It feels good to that.
1: feels that. great. Just <laughs> I, It's just... It's a feeling that you really can't explain. But what scares me, though, is that women in general have men and women in their inbox, you know, trying to shoot their shots or whatever, mm-hmm. but once I really got into entertainment like, I've had to block people, cause like I legit get creeps that are really like crazy, like, and so it scares me cause it's like, people, because I'm on social media, people know where I be at, so like what if someone follows me, up. and like be on some crazy shit, you know, like that scares me, like at some point I'm going to have to get security mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but I'm not at that point yet, but I know it's coming mm-hmm. especially with me now getting to the point that I'm going to start doing or hosting A and B list celebrity interviews. So
0: there's going to be a lot of people who go- know, I, mean, I mean, I'm
1: having an opportunity now with the, the chef that I'm contracted with. I mean, I'll be working BT weekend in LA um, at a few events with her and I mean, obviously I'm going to be an arm's length of all of these celebrities right. and I mean, my thing is My cousin is a celebrity DJ. He's MC's slice DJ, and I always tell him, like, man, cuz, give me a ticket to the BET Awards to come down down there with you. I'm like, shit, get me me down to these after parties so I can just put me in a room with him so I can just speak to him. And now, shit, I'm about to be in a room with him so I can just speak to him. And I'm ready to get everybody's number. I'm ready to smell in everybody's face, and I'm ready to let them know, like, yo, this little black girl from the west side of Chicago is with the the shit, so if you with the shit, let's do the shit. So, Yeah. That's like, that's life for me right now. But I'm still humble. I mean, I'm loud. You know what I'm saying? I might be obnoxious and belligerent sometimes, but for the most part, I'm pretty chill.
0: But that's who you are. And I feel like that's the one thing that I took from listening to the little excerpts and everything. I was like, damn, she is just being herself. Is the same person I met, like, (laughs) four years ago. Like, I know some shit happened between them, but it's just like, at the same time, you legit being yourself. And how hard is it? to try and maintain that aspect of it, to not get caught up in the success, to not say, oh, well, I'm the shit now, so I don't really, you know, you got, some people don't know how to handle the success, and it seems like you are already on the right track to be like, I can handle this shit by still being who I am.
1: So, I have a lot of tattoos, but um, one of my tattoos is on my left forearm, inner forearm, Um, And it's a heart with the Chicago flag. So Mm -hmm. home is where the heart is. Never forget where you come from. So the name of my show is Sophisticated Radio. That is me. It's a split. You got the sophisticated portion of me who has the master's degree and all these other degrees. Whatever. Because if you strip that away, I'm still 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 a little black girl from the west side of Chicago that will nuck if she bucks. (laughs) So you know what I'm saying? And as far as I'm concerned, having that versatility to be able to – be relatable to individuals Mm. who come from communities like the one that I grew up in and also having that versatility to be able to know how to conduct a boardroom meeting. That is what makes me marketable because I know what to say. I know how to play a role if I need to play it without selling out. Mm. Um, And, I mean, for me, I'm me. So when someone meets me, whether it's, you know, someone in Hollywood or whether it's someone else, like... This is the Fina, this is the package that you get. Right. You know, I'll change my tone up talking to whoever I need to talk to. But I mean, once people listen to this podcast, they're gonna know one
0: uh, This she own. this was she own.
1: One, I curse like a sailor. <laughs> Two, I am an advocate of Mary Jane. Okay. Um, and three, you know, I indulge in dark alcohol. I love it. Yeah. I walked in with my styrofoam right, with cup the, with and I'm the meat ready. Cup
0: here. All right. I'm That's I'm
1: real. I'm ready. But um, but I'm down to earth, like, and that's what—that's another thing too. That's kind of like one of the downsides to this is that people be scared to talk to me because they're intimidated by me.
0: And I mean, but that comes with the territory, and that's what most of the um, female, like, artists, whatever, whoever, I think I have fashion designers and shit like that on the show, and they all seem to try and reiterate that type of idea, you know?
1: Like, just come and talk to me. Like, my phone number is public. My email is public. All of my social media is public. Hit me up. DM me. Talk to me. Like, I'm a regular person. Even when I do get to celebrity status, I'm a regular person. I mean, Sean... Big Sean gave this number out on one of his phones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll probably have another phone, but you know what I'm saying? Still, because at some point I might be like, hey, stop hitting I mean, my line.
0: But that, that was the thing for me. I was just like, man, you know what? What's the fuck the worst thing that could happen? She could look at this DM and say no. Why would I say no? It? Because, I mean, most people don't have that um, gumption to even be like, would you want to be on my show? Would you want to talk to a motherfucker? Like, like, some people don't think hey. that.
1: Publicity is publicity. So for anyone who thinks that they're too good to appear on somebody's show, eh, fuck off. <laughs>
0: that's
1: like, right. Like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you too good for what? And I mean, that's, and that's what kills me too about some of the celebrities that I do know that came out of Chicago that, you know, are now big names and in Hollywood. They don't do, you know, interviews like they wouldn't interview with me just because oh, you don't have a large enough following. Probably. You know what the fuck it was like for you to be to that person trying to get up up and coming and it's oh you don't have no nah, don't 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 revert to what they did to you when you were trying to, you know, yeah. get out of Chicago or when you were trying to get your name out there. Don't do that. For all of it, that's why I that's why I'm so big on interviewing Black entrepreneurs in Chicago, hip-hop artists in Chicago, putting their name out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chance the Rapper has interviewed on Windy City Underground before. Mm-hmm. Now look how large he is. Yeah. I'm trying to get him back.
0: The, the, <laughs> the, the thing that I see that is, like, really streamlined between everything that you do is the idea that you want to keep giving back. And a lot of people don't do that. Like, we had opportunities to go to college and achieve certain things that most people where we from didn't You know, you being from the west side, me being from the south side, you know, it was... Like night and day almost from Night
1: and Day. It's really not night and day. I mean, I mean not, no, I'm honestly, not talking
0: about the size of the city. I'm talking about from being in college and coming oh, from that, you know. Yeah. Um how important is that though for you to give back? How why why is it so important to you? Because
1: I I feel like my purpose on life, like people, people need to find their purpose. My purpose in life is to impact others, people's lives. Like when you get blessings, be a blessing to someone else. So like philanthropy is big for me. I mean, I ain't got a lot of money to be dropping for a charity right now,
0: but I do what I can. if If
1: it's mentoring a little girl and letting her know, like, listen, you might not have a lot, you know what I'm saying? But this is what you can do. Just because you come from this community doesn't I mean, that mean that you, you have to stay here. Like, And I like things. I like being that role model to kind of be that testament that speaks to the fact that I come from the murder capital of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I grew up here, but I was able to get out. I didn't let it bring me down. And now I'm able to come and like, be that beacon of light for women who might be hopeless and think that they just really can't get out of this situation. There are so many things that you could do. I knew nothing about college. You know what I'm saying? But I got on the internet. Go to the library. Get on the internet. Research scholarships. Research how you can get some money. Man, I applied for so many scholarships my freshman year. Boy, I'm talking about my refund checks was cha But, I mean, that's what the internet is for. Research. If you really don't want to be that chick that's steady getting knocked up by nothing ass niggas. You know what I'm saying and you want to do something with yourself like go out and do it confidence is everything even for the chick who can't afford like Jordans or can't afford a sew-in or can't afford like the the nicest makeup or lipstick man what I will say is forget all them chicks what what is that song by um what's that, that damn boy name is it G Herbo when he be talking about chicks, he's like, "Why your all eyebrows fake? Bitch, she erase that shit?" <laughs> but it's like, just be you. You know what I'm saying? Be authentic. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's people,
0: so hard to do that. Most would say. It's because hard to people do want that. validation
1: on social media. You can't take none of that shit with you when you die. Be you. Just be you. Like, confidence is everything. People gonna love you, and people gonna hate, hate your ass. You. And the people that hate real. you, A- Look, they're probably jealous of you, and and, and jealousy is love ahead at the same time. Drake said it. Mm -hmm. So just be you. And I know a lot of people don't have that confidence, you know, to say, well... I'm just gonna tell you here and do XYZ, way, but like,
0: I feel like motherfuckers think like, that cool and shit happens overnight. Nah, you it. gotta you gotta lay the foundation. Like you gotta lay a foundation for your show, your podcast, and everything, your career. You gotta do the same thing for yourself and your ego in a way, <laughs> in a way. But
1: um, I got a big ego, <laughs> I can back it up. No, I really don't.
0: But um, I'm gonna tell you one thing though, the one thing you did say was be yourself, so that's the first thing Mm -hmm. two other things you would tell a young creative entrepreneur real estate agent who don't really know what the fuck is going on and like man fuck this shit I want to do something else, (laughs) that type of person (laughs) write it all in one (laughs) sentence
1: one (laughs) word,
0: right there shit like that, but like two other things you would tell somebody just starting out doing something new uh,
1: entrepreneurship so what I will say, what I didn't do when I quit my job was have like a major safety net. Mm. Um, you want to have at least three to six months saved. Yeah. Before you quit your job,
0: I heard the standard is usually like six thousand or something like that, or whatever you feel. Well, it's whatever. So, whatever your
1: monthly expenses are, you want to have at least three to six months of that saved. Mm. Not whatever your current salary was. You want to have whatever your expenses are, three mm. to six months of that saved. That's what wow. I will say. First thing. Second thing. There are a lot of people out here claiming that they're entrepreneurs. But they're really not. Mm -hmm. Like, people will say, oh, there's a difference between being an entrepreneur and having a side hustle. What are you really good at? Real. Find someone to purchase whatever it is, the product or service that you provide, and then find 10 other people to do it, and then have those individuals who purchase from you like promote your product to more people. You got to be resilient though when you're an entrepreneur because it gets rough. You got to have tough skin. Man. Like don't just give up because you missed a paycheck.
0: It's, or it's, it's sometimes I'll be like, damn, I only want to write today. I don't want to look at a social media page or nothing like that. So I definitely feel you on that.
1: Yeah, I, I'd advise just make sure you save three to six months' of your expenses. Write out a game plan. Mm. Write out all right in thirty days. I want to achieve this goal. In 60 days, I want to achieve this goal. In 90 days, that first 90 days when you're really I'm hardcore supporting. into entrepreneurship is detrimental.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's, it's, it's significant. It's serious. Write out that game plan. Find a mentor. Find somebody who's older than you and smarter than you <laughs> and who gonna tell you to shut the fuck up and listen. listen. Like, cause you do not know everything. Yeah. The smartest people who don't know everything. I don't know everything. I have multiple mentors. I don't know anything. I don't know women.
0: everything either. So men
1: and women find a mentor.
0: I ask each guest on the show to rate their confidence level. So. Yeah. Okay, okay, I don't even right. know what look, you know. Right, right. What's <laughs> scale we are. I call it the Kanye West confidence level. So we go from college dropout to Life of Pablo. Oh, all the shit. albums, exactly. So how do you feel about what you got going on right now? What do you plan to do in the future? Where you are by like Kanye's, Kanye's discography? Oh the old Kanye, no, but old Kanye was
1: classic Kanye. New Kanye is crazy in a motherfucker. the, mother he's off the crazy. but he's, 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 just he's misunderstood. No, I, no, I, no. I I oh. fuck with Kanye.
0: He's just being a regular person right now, and it's a hell of a lot of cameras around. That's
1: all it is. He's just being a person who's He's struggling with some sort of uh, slight mental illness. Okay. Seriously, like, and that's, I want to dedicate a show to that. Like, I'm actually in a process of reaching out to the suicide hotline and mm-hmm. speaking to you know administrators and executives there, um, and, and really talking about mental illness. It's prevalent in African-American community, especially with black men. I mean, suicide happens in our community, too. True. It's not that often. I mean, thank God we ain't the the face of these school shootings. Yeah. But it happens.
0: And we deal with that type of... We deal with that, too. But
1: as far as confidence level, I mean... Kanye has always had confidence, whether he's Wait, cocky no, or I'm arrogant. Talking
0: about you, me, confidence?
1: confidence level. I mean, are we on a scale? Like, yeah, the
0: scale. It goes from all of Kanye's albums up to Life of Pablo. Life so. of Pablo.
1: I mean, he has the most confidence in Life of Pablo, and I mean, <laughs> my confidence level is is my confidence level. Like, That's it's true. the highest. It's off the Richter scale. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a difference between being confident, cocky,
0: arrogant. arrogant
1: I am confident as they come. To um, so someone else, that might intimidate them or that might make them feel uneasy. But I am comfortable in my skin. I am a black woman. I love everything about being a black woman. I love everything about my natural hair. I love everything about, you know what I'm saying, being outside. And I have my nails, my fingernails polished at some some time. Like, my nails not polished right now, but I'm confident as hell. Like, I mean, I'm single as hell, but when I leave here, I'm going to have a drink and I'm hollering at the boo. (laughs) Like, I'm just confident. I mean... I have no reason not to be confident. That's real. Like, what would be my reason not to be confident? I got too much to live for right now. For real. I got a brand that I'm building, and I can't build a brand being afraid of
0: shit. Well, I think we going to let the mic drop on that one. Right. <laughs> because it! expects you to go there. But um, the last thing I ask each guest is to request that Kanye West comes on to It's Your World Podcast and let me sit down and interview him. We can talk in the room just, just like this.
1: Easy! We need you. <laughs> Come back to the shop. He's at, what's today, Thursday? He's in Wyoming right now. I have a oh, girlfriend. Yeah,
0: are listening for listening tonight. Yeah, my, uh, one of my I'm girlfriends actually got that. selected to fly out there. So he's, in, he's in
1: Wyoming right now. And
0: um, hey, she know people, y'all. Damn.
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't one of the girls that got flown out because I would have canceled <laughs> Superstar Radio with everybody <Super laughs> on a different day.
0: He's it. actually been out
1: actually. Take me to Jesus, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the lights.
0: Oh, Father, stretch okay. your hands. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, thank you, ma'am, for taking the time to sit with me and shoot, shoot your, your shit, talk your story, and just—I mean, I mean—let let me see you in your, your element. element. Like that, that shit was, was like cool. mad inspiring. Like I'm like, damn, I don't even have this many friends. I don't have this Lonely many friends. friends. What What you talking like, about? With your, with your team, I was like, damn, I don't even have this many friends that talk to me, me at the same time like this. And like that was just no. dope as fuck to see um, you just doing you. I know you was like, like man. I'm being in the middle, being everything. Be like, no, like that shit was cool to see somebody build something. Yeah. And then have people that really, literally, genuinely seem like they respect what the fuck you are doing, and they not That's even the say. number one. They're not number one. And they all were just like out there, like y'all had the chemistry. Everybody was talking shit, like chilling.
1: Don't make me cry, man. Good because like, <laughs> because this is
0: shit that people sometimes people need to hear. Like sometimes people don't really think like, oh, I'm doing something. You know how amazing. hard it was to like just. Everybody's, Everybody's on the same page. They are, like, but, it,
1: it, it, you know, I am difficult to deal with business-wise. It's not in a bad way, but, like, I am, like, showzilla, like, uh, 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 I need it this way. This has to be this right. way. But outside of, outside of that, I was like, yo, what is your exit? That's true. You know, but, like, work-wise, I'm crazy, and that's why they be looking at me like, side eyes. like, Dana, just calm down. We got it. But, you know, because I be like, man, I met this girl, Roshonda Coleman, who's the executive producer of my show, but God just dropped her out of heaven and I'm so glad I met her, but she is just making my life so much easier right now as far as, like, me getting my brand together. And just, I just thank God for giving me the opportunities that he's given me so far and, you know, placing these people in my life. I have new people in my life that I'm meeting now that have served and been more valuable to me than people that I've known my entire life. Mm -hmm. They're more supportive. They are legit team phenom. And they believe in And they believe in my vision. And that is priceless.
0: Like I said, it was just, I was just sitting there chilling. I was peeking out there a couple of times to see what was going on. That's why in Russia, I'm like, man, like, what do I need to do to get a team like that? And, like, like I said, I'm a fan. I fuck with you. Thank you. Fan friend, one day maybe colleague. Maybe I'll be on sophisticated Ratcher one Amen. day. come sure. through. I, you know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> I interview everybody.
0: So. But like I said, with that said, thank you, ma'am. It's a appreciate pleasure. It. I appreciate you
1: for reaching out to me. Don't ever be afraid. Let that message that you sent to me and me saying, yes, serve as closed mouths don't get fed. And if you don't say shit and if you're too afraid, be fearless. Like... Talk to whoever, because what's the worst that can happen? They would be like, no. No, no, Like, if I didn't reach out
0: to IQ, (laughs) he he (laughs) wasn't going to tell
1: my ass, hey, let's do this interview. Like, just do it. And keep doing it. Like, keep doing it. Just keep keep reaching out. Because I'm going to get a chance. I keep reaching out. Somebody (laughs) going to respond.
0: (laughs) That's the same shit I'll be doing. Alright, okay. <laughs> But like I said, thank you. Appreciate no it. Now appreciate it. go uh, finish your drink or whatever that's left over there. Yeah,
1: so that's <laughs> a little bit of a drink. But I'm going to Bar-Louis, half off appetizers and drinks.
0: <laughs> that's a plug for y'all Bar-Louis. Pay me. <laughs> that's this week's episode guys appreciate you tuning in make sure you tune in next week Got another special guest say that every episode i definitely mean it definitely mean it Uh, but make sure you subscribe and review to the podcast guys if you're listening on itunes the more you subscribe and review the more recognition you get for having a dope ass podcast, um, I really appreciate the support we've been getting for the past couple of weeks. I've uh, got a few um, heavy hitters coming up on these next episodes, and I'm I'm, I'm really excited, man, and just happy that everybody's um, really liking what I'm doing here, and I'm I'm really enjoying myself. So again, thank you for the support. Also, make sure you follow the pages for both the show um, and myself on Instagram. And on Twitter, on Instagram, the podcast is under at ITS World, W-O-R-L-D, pod, P-O-D underscore. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at ITS the I means I'm black, bruh, B-R-U-H underscore as well. Really appreciate Defina for taking the time to sit and talk with your boy. Also, make sure you follow her on Instagram at D-A-F-E-N-A dot R-U-S-S-E-L-L. And check out what she's doing, man. She's um, doing some big things. I was just happy that, you know, she took the time to sit down and talk. And make sure you check out the Ice Cube interview she's got coming up in a minute. Um, We're we'll Probably going to be talking about the big three. And I also think she's got Corey Maggette as a guest as well. So, Sophista Ratchet Radio. Coming soon Check out those interviews And support man I mean She's got a lot of stuff On that um, show guys I I, I just I'm just happy to see That she's doing well And really just um, Going forward With her dream man You know And that's what this show Is about Following your dreams And getting paid While you do it Getting paid While you do it Uh, Just I'm excited man For these next couple of weeks Uh, Appreciate the love and support And That's all I got people I'm out